Good evening, everyone. It is good to see everyone tonight again. I'm going to do something a little different. Uh, if you want to have your Bibles out, it's going to be somewhat of a sword drill for you tonight. Uh, what I mean by that is, is we'll be going to different scriptures, and I'm not positive you'll be able to keep up. Uh, but I've got them, and if you want to write it down all the scriptures as we go along, you can. Um, my goal with this was to take the Bible and let the Bible preach without me. As strange as that sounds, I'm going to try something totally different. Uh, so I don't know how it'll go, but we'll give it a shot. And let's see what the Word of God says about redemption and the gospel. The Holy Creator. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God, the Almighty, who was and who is and who is to come. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are one God who is the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them. The Mighty One God, the Lord, has spoken and summoned the earth from the rising of the sun to its setting. God created Man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. God saw all that he had made, and behold, it was good. Worthy are you, our Lord and our God, to receive glory and honor and power, for you created all things. And because of your will, they existed and were created. The fall of humanity. The Lord God commanded the man, saying, From any tree of the garden you may eat freely, but from the tree of the knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in that day that you eat from it, you will surely die. Now the serpent was more crafty than any beast of the field, which the Lord God had made. And he said to the woman, Indeed, has God said, You shall not eat from any tree of the garden? You surely will not die. For God knows that in the day that you eat from it, your eyes will be open and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, and that the tree was desirable to make one wise, she took from it its fruit and ate. She gave also to her husband with her, and he ate. Therefore, through one man's sin entered into the world, and death through sin. And so death spread to all men, because all sinned. Humanity is now born dead in sin. The intent of man's heart is evil from his youth. The heart is more deceitful than all else and desperately sick. There is none righteous, not even one. There is none who understands. There is none 
who seeks for God. All have turned aside. Together they have become useless. There is none who does good. There is not even one. There is no fear of God before their eyes. A desperate state. Our sinful state in light of a just judge is seen in Nahum. A jealous and avenging God is the Lord. The Lord is avenging and wrathful. The Lord takes vengeance on His adversaries and his, He reserves wrath for His enemies. The Lord is slow to anger and great in power. The Lord will by no means leave the guilty unpunished. For the Lord your God is a consuming fire, a jealous God. For the Lord God is the God of gods and the Lord of lords, the great, and the mighty, and the awesome God who does not show partiality nor take a bribe. God is a consuming fire. So then, as through one transgression, there resulted condemnation to all men. Like the Jews at Pentecost, when confronted with their sins, we are all left with one question. What shall we do? Inability to save ourselves. Nothing we can do can make up for our sinful condition. God's perfect law only exposes us further. For through the law comes the knowledge of sin. For whoever keeps the whole law and yet stumbles in one point, he has become guilty of all. For as many as are of the works of the law are under a curse, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who does not abide by all things written in the book of the law to perform them. Now we know that whatever the law says, it speaks to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be closed and all the world may become accountable to God. Because by the works of the law, no flesh will be justified in His sight. But God. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And we saw His glory. Glory as the only one of a kind from the Father. Full of grace and truth. His name is Jesus. For He will save a people for Himself. A promise kept. Jesus is the fulfillment of God's promises in the Old Testament. The promises include these many. First, the people who walk in darkness will see a great light. Those who live in a dark land, the light will shine on them. For a child will be born to us. And a son will be given to us. And the government will rest upon his shoulders. And his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Eternal Father, Prince of Peace. 
he shall, be, he shall bruise Satan on the head, and Satan shall bruise Jesus on the heel. The Lord, your God, will raise up for you a prophet like me from among you, says Moses. From your countrymen, you shall listen to him. Isaiah 7. Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin will be with child and bear a son, and she will call his name Emmanuel. David's house and David's kingdom shall endure forever before the Lord. David's throne shall be established forever. So a great light came into the world. The angel said to these shepherds, Do not be afraid, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy, which will be for all the people. For today in the city of David there has been born for you a Savior who is Christ the Lord. John the Baptist saw Jesus coming to him and said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Nicodemus said, Rabbi, we know that you have come from God as a teacher, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. The Father proclaimed of Jesus at his baptism, This is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. At the transfiguration, the Father again said, This is my Son. My chosen one, listen to him. Peter said concerning Jesus, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. He continued, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. You are the Holy One of God. Jesus said that he is the great I am. Jesus identified himself saying, I am the bread of life. Who, he who comes to me will not hunger. He who believes in me will never thirst. Jesus said, I am the light of the world. He who follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. He said, I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. And I know my own, and my own know me, even as the Father knows me. And I know the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. Jesus said, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me will live even if he dies. And everyone who lives and believes in me will never die. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father but through me. Jesus said, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. You are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him, he bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do Nothing. Jesus did countless miracles 
I couldn't even begin to write all these down. Just a few. Jesus was born of a virgin. Jesus changed water into wine. Jesus cured the sick numerous times. Jesus gave two great hauls of fish. Jesus cast out unclean demons. Jesus raised the dead. Jesus stilled the storm. Jesus walked on water. Jesus opened the eyes of the blind. Jesus fed at least 5,000 people and then another 4,000 people. Jesus cured a deaf and mute man. Jesus caused a fig tree to wither. Jesus restored the ear of the high priest when he was, his ear was cut off. Jesus endured the wrath of God for his own. Jesus rose from the dead. Jesus ascended to heaven. Man, what a God, right? He was a suffering servant. Jesus' life was marked by suffering and grief. Luke 2, at his birth, and Mary gave birth to his firstborn, her firstborn son, and she wrapped Jesus in cloths and laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the end. Then, just a little while longer, the angel told Joseph, Get up, take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt. Remain there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to destroy him. Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil at the start of his ministry. And then the first sermon that he did was in his own hometown in Luke records what his people of his own hometown did. And all the people in the synagogue were filled with rage as they heard these things. And they got up and they drove Jesus out of the city and they led him to the brow of a hill in which the city was being built or had been built on. And they did this all in order to throw him down off the cliff. John or Jesus, rather, answered the Jews at one point, saying, My father is working until now, and I myself am working. For this reason, therefore, the Jews were seeking all the more to kill him, because he did not only was breaking the Sabbath, but also he was calling God his own father, making himself equal with God. Jesus was walking in Galilee, at a point in his ministry, for he was unwilling to walk in Judea because the Jews were seeking to kill him. The Jews picked up stones again and again to try to kill him. And he took with him Peter and the two sons of Zebedee and began to be grieved at the Garden of Gethsemane and distressed. Then he said to them, my soul is deeply grieved to the point of death. Remain here and keep watch with me. Then Pilate re released Barabbas 
from them, for them, rather. But after having Jesus scourged, he handed him over to be crucified. Then the soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the praetorium, and they gathered the whole Roman cohort around him. They stripped Jesus and put a scarlet robe on him, and after twisting together a crown of thorns, they put it on his head and a reed in his right hand, and they knelt down before him, and they mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. They spat on him, and they took the reed and began to beat him on the head. After they had mocked him, they took the scarlet robe off him, and they put his own garment back on him, and they led him away to crucify him. But Jesus did not stay in the grave. He is a resurrected Savior. Praise the Lamb. 1 Corinthians 15.3 states, Paul explains that he delivered to you as of first importance that what I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that He was buried and that He was raised on the third day according to the Scriptures, and that He appeared to Cephas, and then to the twelve, and that He appeared to more than 500 brethren at one time, most of whom remain until now, but some have fallen asleep. And then He appeared to James, and then to all the apostles, and last of all, as to the one untimely born, He appeared to me, that is Paul, also. So what is the required response to this great news of Jesus Christ? It's clear. Jesus tells us what we should do. He tells us repent and believe in the gospel. John says it. Repent and return so that your sins may be wiped away. John's gospel says it. Receive the Lord Jesus. We are told to turn from our sins like the faithful in Thessalonica. We are to embrace Christ. When we repent and believe in Jesus, when we turn from our sin and believe in Him, we are declared right with God, as Romans states. And we are indwelt with the Spirit of God. With our repentance, there's a new relationship with God. It started. What do we do now? Well, it's real simple. This is what our lives are, Christians. This is what we are about. We rejoice in Christ always. We abide in Him. We rest in Him. We hope in Him. We obey Him. We walk with Him. We love Him. And we trust Him. So tonight, what's your response to the good news? What do we do with Jesus? The more we understand who He is and all that He has done for us, there's really one answer. Total, all-out commitment to Him. Worship. That's what we do. And that's why we're here. Let's pray.
Father, we come and we recognize that Your Word is truth. It has given us a glimpse of who You are and what You have done in Your Son. It has shown us who we are and revealed that we are sinful by nature. That we are born dead in our sin. Father, we are a people in need of a Savior. And You have done the amazing thing. You have given Your Son. Your Son has come and lived the perfect life and died in our place and rose from the dead. And for this we will worship You forever and ever and ever. Father, we pray that You will change hearts. We pray that if there's someone here that's heard the truth, we pray that if there's someone here that doesn't know You, we pray that You will grant repentance. That they will understand what being born again means. And that they will turn to You and they will embrace You and that they will have hope in You and that they will have peace in You and that they will rest in You and that they will abide in You and that they will enjoy You. Oh, Father, all of us, please, God, all of us, help us to keep our eyes on Christ now, tomorrow, next year, and for the rest of our lives. We need You, Father. We thank You for Your grace. We pray now that as we close with this song, that You will be pleased with our worship of You. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.